Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. The Volume. Okay, back again with uh, a man who was scolding hot and got derailed a little bit by some bad luck in a Cincinnati Green Bay game, but he's 9-5-1 on the season. Little three for the money. He's known as Stucky. He's a, he's a sharp in my eyes. And he's also, you can find him on Thursday, the Action Network podcast, talking gambling every morning uh, on Thursday mornings. Uh, the podcast comes out. Stucky, what's uh, what's happening? Your Kentucky Wildcats, big win. I mean, they're riding high. Yeah, we might be uh, coming back down to uh, Earth this Saturday, but it's nice while it lasts. And you never know you have you have a hope, you have at least hope. It's still a football game played with an oblong ball, so Kentucky's going to need uh, a lot of bounces on Saturday in Athens. But uh, all you can ask for is a shot. So yeah, it's exciting here. You beat you beat Florida and LSU back to back weeks. You're you're cooking with house money, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all house money now. Okay, let's uh let's dive into the National Football League. And let's start with uh pretty sure they're the only undefeated team in the league in the Arizona Cardinals going to Cleveland, who just had a devastating uh loss at I almost said the Charger or at the San Diego, but in LA. Uh Arizona I, I like the Cardinals. You're getting three points on the road at, at Cleveland. How about you? No, I'm, I'm going with the Browns here. I got some two and a half early in the week. I still like it at three, up to three. There's look I, this week. I'm we're going to talk about two more fading three teams on the road that I think are just getting too much love in the market. I mean, if you look at this Cardinals team, 
you know, week one, I talked about the Titans. I thought that they were going through some things offensively, a lot of changes. I loved Arizona in that game. I didn't really take too much away from it. Then they go to Jacksonville. You know, they're down nine late in the third quarter. They beat Minnesota because Minnesota misses a chip shot field goal. Super impressive win against the Rams. All the credit to Arizona. That's just one game. Last week, they get outplayed at home by a undermanned San Fran team playing a rookie quarterback making his first start. And they were the better team statistically in almost every measure. So I don't – this Arizona team's kind of – they're good, but it's fool's gold at 5-0. and The team that really could have – I think has would have a better shot or better argument at 5-0 and is the Browns. I mean, their only two losses are on the road to the Chiefs and Chargers. The Chiefs, they were up double digits in the second half. They botched that punt. Chargers are up double digits in the second half. And the Chargers go like six of six on fourth down. They have that bad P.I. call. So the the Browns have been super impressive here. And I just think this is a really good matchup for Cleveland against a really suspect Arizona run defense that has just been struggling to defend the run once again this year. And when you look at some of the other factors, uh, take a look at the Cleveland weather report. Looks like 20 to 30 mile an hour winds could be a win. That is just extremely beneficial to the Browns who, you know, lead the league in yards per carry and have two of the most dynamic backs in the NFL against a bad run defense. Kyler Murray also dealing with a little bit of a shoulder issue last week. So I'm not sure how much that's going to linger or affect him this week, but it could. And, you know, you have some wind as well. Browns defense playing really well, but I think that their front is going to control this game no Chandler Jones for Arizona as well. So when Baker Mayfield does have to throw, doesn't have to worry about his pass rushing ability. Uh, so I, I think Cleveland gets this done on the ground and Arizona finally doesn't, you know, steal one of these wins. Okay. I think you convinced me because you're right. You can run on Arizona and holy moly Chubb last week. I mean, he looks right now the best running back in the Unreal. league. And Kareem Hunt is, I mean, they easily have the best one, two punch. So, uh, I, I think you convinced me there. Okay, Dallas. I'll also take that staff. I'll also take the Cleveland staff any day of the week over Arizona's. And the one thing that throws that. off, I just historically, and this is what the Niners did, even though they lost that game, is when you're physical with the air raid up front. Miles Garrett's the type guy that you can just throw off. I mean, Nick Bosa was all over Kyler last week. Uh, yep. and, and the thing is that makes Kyler so special is he doesn't, you know, he doesn't take a lot of hits when he runs like Lamar or like you saw last week with Trey, Trey Lance, he slides. But if you can catch him behind in the when he's throwing in the pocket, last year that's where Seattle got him. He's so small and he's, you know, Miles Garrett is, you know, a complete freakazoid. Just a sack of Kyler. He gets up sometimes and you can tell last week, all of a sudden he gets thrown to the ground and he wasn't the same the rest of the game. So that's... That's to me something to keep an eye on too, just big picture with Arizona. Cause if he gets thrown off, if he goes to, you know, from 100% to, let's say, 75, 80%, that is in trouble for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Joe Woods, the uh, defense coordinator of the Browns, so I'm a big fan of. He's Niner familiar guy. with yeah. Tyler. Yeah. He was at, he was with the Niners in 2019, defensive backs coach, passing game coordinator. So that familiarity there, I think. Can pay off here. So, yeah, I think the Browns get it done at home. Okay, Dallas at New England. I, I, I'd i take New England here basically just because it feels like everyone will bet Dallas. New England squeaks out a win on the road against Houston. I think people, you know, the masses are going to just think New England's average, which, hell, they might be. But um, tough environment. Patriots, you know, aren't dead yet, right, at two and three. So uh, who, who do you like in this game? 
Yeah, I like the Patriots down to three and a half. Anything plus three and a half, plus four. I think the Cowboys are getting a little bit too much love here in the market. I think this line should be under a field goal. Look, their offense is excellent, no matter how you slice it. But the defense is really benefiting from turnovers. And I don't think that they can sustain that level of uh, – I think they're – they lead the NFL in takeaways and just their second EPA per turnover, second EPA per per net turnover. It's a defense that and you go think back to that Tampa game. It's not like they were forcing these turnovers. These were balls that were popping into their hands. And that's what kept that game close. This is still a really suspect defense. I mean, Diggs is playing out of his mind at corner and you have to love the addition of Parsons, but you can still run on this team. They're still not getting a ton of pressure, which is important for Jones when he does need to throw you know, he's going to have time and it can, this game will slow down for him. It's important when you're looking at trying to better rookie quarterback. I think New England can control the line of scrimmage here, establish a running game against Dallas's run defense. And uh, this, these are games that Bill Belichick just covers. I mean, he's 28, 13 and two against the spread as an underdog since 2003, covering by an average of six points per game. That's just under 69%. Home underdog. A lot of Tom Brady there, though. That's true. Home underdog. I mean, but look, home underdog since 2015 and four against the spread, 12 outright wins. We saw it against Tom Brady and uh, a Bucks team, you know, true. a couple weeks ago. Tampa, I mean, excuse me, uh, New England was seven point underdogs and they almost won that game, if not for a questionable field goal decision late. So, you know, I think that there's a big coaching edge here. Special teams, don't be surprised if New England gains an edge in special teams here with a big player too. But mainly, I think Dallas is just a little bit overvalued after four straight wins, three of which came at home, by the way. So now they're, you know, they had three straight at home. Now they're traveling to New England. Uh, I think the Patriots find a way here to at least make this a field goal game. Wouldn't be surprised if they pull off this mini upset. The, the, the only thing that would make me nervous here with New England, Stucky, would be clearly they are not, you know, and that Tampa game is a good example, right? They kept in the teens. They, they lost 19 to 17 and they were in it right till the end. Four of New England or four of Dallas's five games, obviously that week one loss, they scored 29. And then the last three weeks, 41, 36, 44. Like Dallas can score. I mean, obviously, for Dallas to win, or I mean, for Dallas to lose this game in New England, Belichick, you know, probably a 19 to low 20s type range. Like, they're not going to win if if Dallas gets in the high 20s, early 30s, right? So, they, it's just going to have to come down to kind of ugly, muddy it up. Yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt, Matt Jones is going to have to make a couple of plays here because Dak and that offense are, are going to score. I mean, I don't think you can expect to hold this Dallas offense under 20 points. Uh, but this Dallas defense, as I said, it's just if you look at some of the underlying metrics, I, you know, they're not going to keep getting picks. There's still some holes here. So I think there's going to be some opportunities for New England and Mac Jones to score. So I think New England bounces back from last week's uh, poor showing. I mean, it was an awful spot. It was after that Tampa game with Dallas on deck. So I think Bill will have them focused here. In October, this is Belichick's yeah. month. I mean, I call him October Bill. He's... 68, uh, let me see, 68% against the spread in October. And he's only, I think, 57, still great, 57% combined in all other months. 
September, the Patriots, even with Brady, they would always work on some things, trying to figure out some things over the first four or five games. And then they kind of find themselves and get rolling. Um, so, I, you know, backing Bill Belichick as a home dog in October, you could do worse things with your money. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I have a gambling philosophy that anytime a team off a Monday night, either a big win or a big loss, it's, that's a huge emotional toll. And then it's a short week, even if you're playing at home and then the next week's at home. I just, you know, if the team that you're playing the following week is also good, I'm just going to gamble on that team. Now, I don't know if that if the numbers bear that out, but Chargers this week at the Ravens, obviously incredible win for them, right? Monday night, uh, the emotional high, and they've had several of those this year so far. Kind of feel like they just, you know, eventually just kind of run out of juice in the game, even though I like the Ravens. Chargers, I, I whether it's two and a half or three, whatever you, book you're looking at, I, I like the Chargers, you know, getting some points this week on the road. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you here. Um, look, I, I'm, a, uh, I'm a Ravens fan. They're my most successful team I bet on. I rarely bet on them. I've only bet on them once this year against the Chiefs. And I was watching that game. They're going to make the playoffs, and I'm a better first. Yeah. I was saying, I hope they lose this game. Um, and and then it'll, you know, John Harbaugh, that, you know, after a loss at home against a 4-1 and Chargers team, they wouldn't have spent all that energy. So I, I get your point um, that I think it would have been better if they actually lost that game. So maybe, you know, they, they spent a lot of energy. Their defense, it's a short week. But Harbaugh is generally, you know, he's one of the better coaches in the league, and he's good at getting his team back up for this game. They will be at home at least with a, a, what I expect to be a pretty raucous crowd. I just think the Chargers are getting a little bit too much love here after what they've done. Look, Justin Herbert is incredible. He's turning into one of the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL. But this Chargers offense, I don't think that they can sustain what they are doing on third downs. I mean, it is you look at some of their underlying metrics on third downs. You just watched that game last week. It was third and 10, third and nine, third and eight. I didn't even get to fourth downs yet. Fourth downs are eight for eight. If you remove a fake punt on the season with an average yards to go of six and a half, the their opponents are only three of eight with an average yards to go of three. I mean, these are game-changing drives. You get a fourth down here or there. I mean, the, the difference in those are is just massive, and they, they're flipping games around, as we saw against the Browns last week. And if you look at some of the underlying metrics, early downs are a little more predictive than third downs. Early downs, Ravens offense number one in the league in EPA per play. Chargers bottom 10. Ravens on third down, a little more luck involved and a lot more variance. Ravens are dead last in the league on third down. Success rate, EPA per play. Chargers are obviously right at the top. And fourth down, the same thing. So I think this Ravens offense actually has some positive regression coming its way on third down. And the opposite is true for the Chargers. And I think this is, look, the Ravens have been killing teams on early downs by throwing the ball. Everyone's selling out to run it. The Chargers kind of let you run. They, they, they kind of, they're playing back. They're not giving up anything deep. And... I think that you're going to see the vintage Ravens rushing attack come back here because the Chargers run defense. They do invite you to run, but it's also awful. They're linebackers, they're defensive linemen, very underwhelming group. So I think the Ravens can really get going on the ground here. I think you're getting them cheap. I mean, before the season, this the projected line for this game, the look at line was Ravens minus six. And I think everyone is really enamored, and rightfully so in some aspects, with what Herbert has done. I'm just not sure this Chargers team could sustain all of this third down and fourth down success uh, throughout the season. 
that regression monster looms. So if you can get the Ravens under two and under three, uh, I do like them. And one last point, enormous, enormous special teams advantage here. I mean, I have the Ravens ranked number one in the league in special teams as they usually are every year by a decent margin. I have the Chargers ranked 32nd dead last by a wide margin. They don't have a kicker. And now you're going, uh, they, can, can, Herbert, can Herbert kick? Yeah, their kicker couldn't kick in college. He's on the team for kickoffs. I don't know why they don't have a – they couldn't find him. Once he was 60% college, couldn't make extra points in college. And now you're going against the – and then the Ravens obviously have the greatest kicker in NFL history. Do everything well in special teams. So that is a – not a lot of people are going to look at that aspect of this game, but there's an enormous special teams edge in this game for the Ravens, and that could make all the difference in the world on the spread of two and a half. Can I, uh, can I go a bonus game here really quick? Uh, the, sure. the Sunday night game which to me is kind of fascinating given that obviously Russell's got a, you know, out Geno Smith. Uh, But we all thought Pittsburgh really sucked until they got, I mean, they got a pretty impressive win against a really good defense. Now, granted the game was at home against Denver. Uh, I mean, is is Seattle just going to get their ass kicked? I mean, because that's, I think most people would just be like, you know, Geno Smith, the whole game, the defense, or is it, is it fade the Steelers here? Yeah. I mean, it's, if you look back at Tomlin historically, like he, like yeah, look, he beat the Bills. The Steelers beat the Bills. They beat. They look good against the Broncos, and they have the head scratching losses. This it, Tomlin losing this game would be would fit the mold of what Tomlin does. Um, but it's so, and it's hard for me to back the Steelers at you know at minus six with yeah, that offense. Even though they did look better last week. Um, you would think that Seattle. This is Seattle's. You know, they lose their star player. Everyone is going to come to play. Pete Carroll's pretty good off of a loss. I just don't know how much Geno Smith can give you under pressure in a loud environment. It's going to be tough. He's never been great under pressure in his entire career. And look, this Seattle team, I had them a little above average. And then Russell Wilson always gives you a shot. Yeah. Uh, any, any, any Sunday. Without him, this is arguably a bottom five team in the league with Geno Smith. The defense is bad. The offensive line isn't great. It's basically hope that a backup quarterback can throw to your really good receivers. That's really the only strong suit of this team now. Uh, so, yeah, it's hard for me to make a case for either team here. Like, I, like Seattle's six is probably maybe fair than to me. Seattle's probably going to give you everything that they have. Everyone is going to show up for this without Russ the first game. It's kind of a star effect. And the Steelers, I just don't want to lay six with Tomlin and this offense. So for me, pure stay away. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. Seattle feels like, uh, you know, without Russell, like the Cavs without LeBron or Houston Rockets without Harden. You know, it's just they are yep. a basketball team that is predicated on one guy to carry the ship. And when he's gone, you saw it on that that Thursday night game last week. It's just they they're holding on for dear life. Yeah, you do you do see like a uh, in basketball a star effect bump like the first game without the star everyone is max effort and then you see people you know teams overperform right after that next game you know right it's, out back of juice. Reality, it's yeah. oh my god we don't have Russ so um, they could get a bump from that in the first game but uh, it's definitely going to be tough in that environment against that defense. Okay, Stucky, uh, thanks for joining me and uh, have a great weekend. Absolutely, good luck. See you, buddy.
the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.